Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle. What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community. Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter. So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, everyone. We're so excited to be speaking with you all today. So we have a really exciting topic to have a conversation about together today, something that means a lot to both of us and that we're really, really looking forward to sharing with our community. But first, Jess, we wanted to talk about how each of us is coming home to ourselves this week. Well, this week has been kind of um, a tough week in terms of sleeping, so my family has been playing musical beds at night, and <laughs> um, which happens sometimes. So I've really been trying to focus on centering myself in the morning before the day starts. And so my husband will take the girls downstairs, and I've been trying to do uh, a meditation, but I just lay down if I have to, and I don't even if. Uh, I don't feel woken up enough to sit up. Then I've been just doing it laying down and it's been so nourishing. And I've really been consciously trying to do that instead of just sleeping more. I'm trying to really take that extra 15, 20 minutes of sleep. And instead of laying down, I'm trying to listen to a meditation or do some breathing. And that's really helped me feel nourished on days of little sleep that's so, really great just a little tip it's, it's that's really like great. and it's you can fit it in but I'm, I'm fitting it in rather than the sleeping in which sometimes that extra sleep doesn't really help as much as as you as you'd think you know but the meditation yeah. and just kind of getting ready for the day and centering has helped a lot and it's kind of like you- that ritual yeah. Are you listening to like a guided meditation? I've been listening to the Chani meditations. Yes. I've just been doing the daily ones because that's the most available. I don't have to think at all. And I just look at what the daily one is and then I press play no matter what it is. And sometimes I'm so tired that I'm not even really that tuned in, but just even just the invitation at the beginning to take some deep breaths and um, it's it's really helped. What about you? That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I have been um I think for me the thing that's really been helping me come home to myself this week is movement outside. Um really moving getting outside and moving my body. I've recently started running again, which has been really really great. I think I really needed um that type of movement that was getting my heart rate up and felt like my whole body was involved. That's yes, been I'm really so nice. Proud of you. Thank you. That's a yeah, huge thing. It's huge. I used to run a lot, and 
I hadn't run since, I mean, it's probably been at least two years because it was definitely before my pregnancy with Aiden. So that's been really fun. And I've been getting the kids involved. Also, I've been running with Aiden with the jogging stroller and Meadow was aware that I was doing that. And we've been talking about it a little bit. And then we watched part of the Boston Marathon on Monday Mm -hmm. and Meadow said, I want to go racing. (laughs) And I didn't feel comfortable bringing her out on the road, you know, to run with me. So I um, did a little research and I found a local track at one of the high schools and we went there and we ended up running in the pouring rain, me and Meadow and Aiden with the jogging stroller and Meadow was running alongside of me and she did so well. She ran so far. She did so many laps with me. We were soaking wet. And I love running in the rain. So it was really fun and and Meadow loved it too. So we went racing on Monday. So that was super cute. Um, And I love when I can find ways to involve the kids in my like movement practices because then it feels accessible and I don't have to – it's nice to be able to get away and and do some um, movement, you know, in a quiet moment. But it's also really nice to know that there's not that barrier. And if it's nice out, I can just like grab the kids and go and I don't have to, you know, schedule childcare or anything like that to get my movement in or have it be um, a lot of coordination. So that was a fun discovery that we could do that. We're gonna, definitely going to go to the track again. And then um, today I actually took my yoga practice outside in my garden and did a little yoga outside while Aiden was napping. So um, really like, being outside now that it's spring and moving my body has been so helpful. And it's been – I've been able to be really present during those moments and um, be really aware of the nature around me and my body moving. And that's been really, really great. So it's kind of been a built-in way to find that mindfulness and that presence. Well getting some movement and getting my heart rate up and wow. getting some fresh air. That's so inspiring. Thank you. It really is. I And I love that you went to the track because that's a place where you can go by yourself, where it's safe for a mom and two kids to go for yes. a run or a walk and you don't have to worry about that. And then they also get some exercise and I bet that's such a, a sweet memory for them. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of... That's been the practice that's been kind of top of my list this week. So really feeling really grateful for this weather to be able to get out more. So Spring is so beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, my garden's popping. I know. All my perennials. All my friends. I was saying hi to them the other day. Yeah, that's – yeah. The chamomile is already coming back. I didn't realize that chamomile could grow in such. Oh, maybe it, it receded. Maybe yeah, it receded it, it, itself. it all receded itself. But it's that's huge. amazing. I mean, wow. it's almost a foot tall, and it's <gasps> it's the Dyer's chamomile. It's not the German chamomile, but yep. Um, I was so surprised. That's amazing. She, she came back all over the place. Oh yeah, when I was doing yoga outside this morning. I was visiting all my plants that are coming up and I made some yarrow tea that I'm drinking right now. So So it's so fun. It's so fun. We will be talking, I'm sure, lots about our gardens this spring and summer. in this podcast. I hope that you like flowers or maybe you could be interested in herbs and flowers because we're we're still beginners too. Yes. But we really love gardening. We do. And that kind of brings us actually to our topic for today a little bit, our many interests, gardening and herbalism and flowers being one of them. Yeah. 
we want to talk to you all about an idea and a concept that has really, really, I would say, kind of changed our lives over the past year or so or a few months since we discovered it. And it's the idea of being a hummingbird. And this was introduced to us. This is a concept um, that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about. And we heard it on a podcast, um, a talk that she did for Oprah's Super Soul. We will put a link to that in the show notes so that you Mm -hmm. all can hear it. We're going to do our best to paraphrase Liz Gilbert's amazing words, but um, definitely recommend you listen to the original recording of that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And she talks about being a hummingbird. And this is something that Jess and I really, really relate to. And the idea of being a hummingbird is that you are a person who has many interests and many passions and many things that bring you joy and delight in your life. And you don't have just one passion or purpose that you feel is kind of your one guiding light in your life. So Liz talks about jackhammers versus um, hummingbirds. And she says a jackhammer has their purpose and it's their one purpose, their kind of one mission, and they kind of jackhammer away at it. While a hummingbird is a person that goes from flower to flower, from interest to interest, and tries different things. And kind of pollinates the world while doing that and looks for beauty and creates beauty in the world, but doesn't necessarily resonate with the idea of having one purpose. And it's really interesting in the talk because Liz talks about we're on a first name basis around here. Us yeah. and we adore her. Um, she's one of the patron saints of Hearth to Hearth, but she talks <laughs> she about how she had, was doing a talk and she used to talk a lot about purpose and passion and find your one passion in your life and find your one purpose in your life and just follow that and that will kind of fix everything in your life. And she got a letter after doing one of these talks from a person that just said, I don't relate to that. I've looked, I've tried, and I have many interests and many things that bring me joy in my life, but none of them are that kind of like set my soul on fire, guiding light that is the be-all, end-all in my life. And Liz talks about in this talk that she did how she started to look at the people in her life and really see that there was many people in her life, her favorite people in her life, that kind of had that same hummingbird trajectory. So she came up with this idea of the hummingbird person. And when Jess and I heard this, I can't remember who heard it first, but one of us sent it together one and was like, that you have got to listen to this. Right. Well, we were listening to her book, Big Magic, which we highly recommend. And then that set us on the path of listening to every single podcast she's ever been on. And then I think I found this one and she introduced this idea at the very end. And as soon as I saw it, I sent it to you and everything just clicked and so much of um, our friendship like made sense because that's one of the things that we really have in common, especially after, well, not even after becoming moms, our whole lives really, we've, we're, we're fueled by curiosity. So our yes. curiosity brings us to all of these different interests and we're really passionate, but we don't have just one passion. And we found ourselves trying to turn these singular passions or these variety of passions into a singular passion, thinking that 
that's the only way to be successful or that's the only way to feel purpose and that's the only way to leave a legacy in your life and move forward. And we've really struggled with with this idea because it's left us feeling like maybe there's something wrong with us. Why can't we find this one thing that everyone always talks about? And it's not like we haven't tried. We have. We've tried. We've tried and every single interest we pour our whole heart into and all of our resources. And <laughs> and then maybe after we've learned all we've wanted to learn from it, then it kind of fizzles out and then we're on to the next thing. And and this kind of hummingbird, this pollinating from idea to idea, what she talks about, it's a very passionate way to live, but it's not the same path that some people may say when you have to find your one purpose. And it's, it's, she, and Liz also says that you're perfect the way you are. And that's how we're meant to be. And that's how we were built. And that's how our minds and our bodies and our creativity was meant. I think that these new ideas that we have, it helps fuel our creativity. So our curiosity fuels our creativity and really our life force in our life. And that gives us something to look forward to and it makes us so happy and fills us with so much joy and so if you're out there and you identify with this which I think many sensitive souls may just know that it's okay and you don't have to change anything and once we realize this it I don't know about you Janelle but I, we've talked about this but it's just given me so much more peace with who I am and it's also given me with any interest that I have it's taken away the sense of urgency that I have to master it and I have to make it my purpose and then I have to somehow monetize it and then I you know what I mean it's just letting me enjoy things that I love in my life rather than turning them into some sort of job or legacy yeah yeah and I can think of so many times before we discovered this hummingbird path that we were on of having conversations with you. Of what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And I think we mm-hmm. live in a culture where there is this idea that you're supposed to have your one purpose and know what it is and then commit your whole life to that. And that creates a lot of anxiety for people that don't know what their purpose is. And it's allowed me to look at all the different interests I've had or paths that I've gone down with a lot more kindness to myself and also to see the bits and pieces that I've taken from each of them and how I've integrated them in my life. And so even though I might not be, I mean, I could go on, but an active herbalist or yoga teacher or occupational therapist, or the list goes on and on and on of all these different things that I've thought I've kind of wanted to do at different points in my life, I can see so much of what I've taken from those things and how I've integrated them into my life and the way that I take care of myself, take care of my family, take care of those around me. And I've learned so many different things from each one. And there's so many things that still bring me joy. So I don't need to necessarily be a professional gardener I can yeah. just love my little garden that I have in my backyard and and I don't necessarily have to be a clinical herbalist working with clients, but I can make tea for my family and myself and it brings me so much joy. And that has been such a shift. And I think so much of what we see out there is 
people really finding this one passion or at least identifying with one purpose and one passion and making everything about that. And when you see that, it can kind of make you think that that's what you have to be doing too and that something's missing from your life or there's something wrong with you if you don't know what that is. And then there's this pressure to find it. And all of a sudden, that pressure has been released for myself and I think for you too. And now just finding so much more joy in the hobbies and the different creative routes and outlets that I have. So it's really been a change for sure. Yeah. And all of those, that path led us here to this podcast too. Like I was saying, I was driving the other day to Ikea. What a journey that was. It was actually so fun, but I got lost five times. I'm not oh even gosh. kidding. I'm not even kidding. Um, in the store, I mean. Not in, in the store? Oh, in I thought you store. meant on the drive. Yes. No, it was, it was an adventure. But I passed where I had worked before, and um, I realized that after I left that job is where I went to yoga training, and then that's where I met you. And that was six yes. years ago. So following that path to go to yoga training, even though I didn't I didn't become a yoga teacher, I have taught yoga, but that's not what I do now. But it, it led me to you and it led me to so many good friends and to really big life lessons that I've carried with me the whole way. Um, yeah. The same way in my Ayurveda training. I mean, that affects – it's in – it's it's a part of me now. So when you follow your curiosity, it's it's building this beautiful, diverse, uh, like garden of interest and yeah. of knowledge within yourself that you can always return back to in your life. So it's I'm it, it has made me really grateful, and it and it kind of makes sense this path that we're on it's like that Hafiz quote that she talks about oh, about that. this place where you are now God circled on a map for you and that's so special when you think about it that way rather than thinking about um like you have to find this special place like no every single step you take every day if you're if you're looking around and using your curiosity and your heart and following that that's that's it. The, the following of the path is the path. It's yes. not just this one singular destination and then you've made it. Yeah. Yes. And it's so beautiful to think about hummingbirds, hummingbird people and hummingbirds out in the world and flying from flower to flower and just following their curiosity, following what is beautiful and stopping there to take in the nectar and then moving on and taking some of that with them and taking some of that with us and then sharing it, you know, sharing what right. we've learned with the world and sharing it in the way that we move through the world and the way that we communicate with others and the way that we raise our families. And I think, like you said, these things have become our different interests and, and curiosities and paths that we've taken have become so integrated into who we are. And that's what the hummingbird life does. It creates this really rich life that is whole and full and full of curiosity and ex exploration. And I think that that's really 
something to be shared and honored. And it has really also opened up this idea where I have more kindness looking back on all the different paths I've taken, but I have also more excitement looking forward. Like the other day, I was like, I really want to learn how to play the harmonium. And I was like, oh, "Oh, there's my hummingbird self. But instead of being like, I'm going to learn how to play the harmonium and like record an album and like become a professional. It's stressful, like, right? Like, like there yes, has to it's, be some kind of outcome. Yes, yes. Enjoyment. Exactly. It's not about the outcome. It just was like, I just want to learn how to play the harmonium for fun. Like that's such a different um, perspective to take on it. And so I'm so appreciative to have learned about this way and really to have identified with this hummingbird life, this hummingbird path. I think it's really been truly life-changing because I did have a lot of purpose anxiety before that of trying to figure out what my purpose was. And not only figuring out my purpose, what my purpose was, but then how to make that like my thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and then also monetize it. And then also like branded and and turn it into all these things that almost are expected of us, I think, often in this society. And we can have so many things, you know, we can feel like motherhood is our purpose while also having all these creative interests and curiosities that we can follow. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. And they can all be integrated together. We can involve our children in them or not. Or bring these things back with us or try something and say that actually wasn't for me and not have it be this thing where we feel like a, a, it was a failure or a shame rather we than don't have to shame ourselves no. for this maybe confusing path that we've led it really wasn't confusing it was really it was heartfelt and that's what we were doing but both you and I I think have been hard on ourselves for not being able to find this this path or this purpose fast enough, you know? Yes. Yeah. I've always, it's always been interesting. Like you hear people say like, I knew I wanted to be a doctor or a musician or a photographer or whatever that was like since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I, the amount of different things that I wanted to be as a child and all the way up through till like yesterday. And I still (laughs) don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I just, I have so much more compassion for that now and not even yeah. just compassion but I've really been able to embrace that about myself about just being such a curious person and loving to imagine what it would be like to be all these different things and really going deep on that and thinking how that would look in my life and how that would feel mm-hmm. in my body and and what would that lead to and it is really interesting cuz really truly like looking back the amount of things that I've loved you know, it hasn't been that I haven't loved them. Like there's been so many different things that I've loved doing in my life, but that's just the thing. There's so many. <laughs> right. But, and then we experience it and then then it's it's not over, but then we're ready for the next thing. And right. maybe we're just c- the kinds of people and maybe if you're listening out there and you relate that you just need new stimulating things to get you excited and curious. And instead of making them your one thing, they're kind of sprinkled into your life and you come back around when you have time for them. And then you can have all of these different interests. And like you said, it's a rich, beautiful life. Like when we both 
had babies, we researched all of the things about birth. We wanted to become doulas. We yes. <laughs> was I going to be a midwife? <laughs> like, same, same. We just really like to dive in and experience it full on and to know yes. all the things and to do all the research and become experts. And it's really so exciting. But then almost after we experience it, we're like, okay, we're ready for our next project. Yes. Yeah. And it is really beautiful. I, I was thinking about it today when I was outside too, because I was looking at my garden and I was like, oh, I missed you all winter, you know? And and it reminds me of seasons. Like there are different seasons yes. in our life, right? Yeah. And and in winter, you know, the garden is dormant where we live. And so there are there is a need to find other follow other curiosities and find other ways of kind of fulfilling that creativity or that mindfulness or that connection that I get from gardening. And it's naturally just not there in the winter. And then in summer, kind of in spring, it comes back and then you put it to rest again in the fall. And so there are different seasons in our lives and different interests that come in and out. Like you said, you know, having babies. And I mean, I did, I went deep on wanting to be a doula, a midwife, a lactation consultant, like every phase that I was with, that I was in personally with having my children and being pregnant and giving birth, I found so interesting and so fascinating and wanted to learn everything about it. And but that now doesn't now I understand, and maybe one day I'll find one of these things that I want to make a career, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I had to make that a career. So I approach it really differently now because um, then I was like, all right, then I'm going to be a doula and right. um, went down that path. And it is just really interesting now to kind of look at that all through such a different lens with this understanding of relating to the hummingbird path and being a hummingbird person. Right. And those things still hold a dear place in our hearts. Yes. And I do love when those things come up, you know, if I see someone that's pregnant or talking about doulas or gardening, I still have that dear place in my heart for it. But it's a relief to just be able to enjoy it. Remember when I told yes. you I had, I felt guilty about not starting any seedlings. Yes. And I really was so grateful for how you reframed that for me because last year <laughs> my hummingbirdness was planting like 125 seedlings out of my small <laughs> spare bedroom. <laughs> I had all Your these garden little, was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. And then the drought came and killed all my babies Aww. and that was painful. But I had this guilt for not having any seedlings. But really right now I don't have room for the grow lights in my house and I really don't have the time to dedicate to the seedlings right now. And I felt almost this guilt about just direct sowing seeds and just, you know, experimenting. And you reminded me the gardening, like life, it, it, it can be different every season. So yeah. you get to experiment with new things. And that was just such a relief. And you were saying that you could just try it a new way every single time rather than putting this pressure on myself. And last year when I did that, it was really fulfilling because I accomplished the project, but then trying to take care of all the flowers throughout the summer, it almost took away from what gardening 
is supposed to be about really connecting with each plan. And it was, I turned it into this achievement thing mm. rather than this really self care, slowing down mindfulness thing, because I, I put too much on my plate and that took away my ability to slow down and enjoy it. And then the other day I went outside and I saw all of the the perennials coming back and it was just a reminder like you did the work and it, it's still coming back. Yeah. You don't have to worry. You can focus on these ones that came back, plant a few new new annuals this year, but like look at what happened from your hard work before. You don't have to put this pressure on yourself all the time. You can fall back on your reserve of of the things that you've already done in your life. And it's kind of like our other, our other interests, your herbalism and Mm -hmm. the yoga, the meditation, all of those things, even if they're not this omnipresent thing, that's the, the main thing that we're doing. They're still a part of us and we can still always fall back on them because we put that time and effort into following our curiosity before. Yes. Yes. And depending on what season of life we're in, we're going to lean on those skills that we've learned or the joy that we've taken from these different um, paths and different curiosities, sometimes more and sometimes less. And when you try to just have, or for me as a hummingbird, when you try to just have one thing, it puts this pressure. And then it also makes me feel like the rest of it was for naught. Like what? Well, then I guess like I had waste. wasted my time. Yeah. yeah, and and when you when I can kind of view it in this way of, I just keep adding these beautiful things to my life. It's so different. It, it creates such a different perspective, and none of it feels wasted or, um, like I was going down the wrong path. It just all comes into this one beautiful, whole, rich picture, rather than. Um, focusing on just this one thing and making that my thing. The amount of times I've just been like, what's my thing? I don't have yeah. a thing. and or, or feeling like if I pivot, I'm going in such a different route. And how does this relate back to all the other things I've done? And oftentimes it is really interesting to see how even when something feels so related, the pieces that I take from it really do come back, come together and really blend well and mesh well together into this like larger picture that's being created for my life that I honestly don't know where it's going and I don't don't know know what I'm going to be interested in tomorrow. (laughs) But it's led us here and it's led us to this podcast. And this really happened at the turn of the year, at the new year. Yeah. When when we discovered this and ever since then, I, I feel like like there was just this wash of calm that came over both of us. Not that it, our lives, you know, the ins and outs of our lives have become, I don't know, like that we still have hard days. That's not what I mean. But this, this almost humming underneath this engine of purpose, anxiety of why am I not in the place I'm supposed to be? We've, we've both really, and through talking this out, we've, we've just been grateful for where we are and we've been able to see that path behind us and that it's led us here and just to be grateful for where we are and to not have that constant searching feeling. Yeah, the searching. Yes, the searching and the urgency around the searching has been relieved. yearning. Yeah. And that takes us away from ourselves or it could take you out of yourself. That's 
kind of like the opposite of coming home to yourself. We're trying to find this purpose that we think will make everything make sense. But yes. really, you have to be comfortable in yourself. That's more important than finding this outer purpose. You have to find yes. your inner purpose. I feel like that sounds very cliche, but it's true. It is true. And it's just what we've really been kind of coming back to and, and relating to this year, like you said, and so beautiful in the talk that Liz gives. She talks about a person who was struggling with this or somebody else had said to them, you know, you don't have a passion, you don't have a singular passion and that's what's wrong with your life. And right. they came back to the person and they said, I do have a passion. I'm passionate for life itself. Yeah. And I related to that so much of just feeling like I am so passionate about diving into things and learning about them and feeling them and and connecting with others about them and and kind of just going all in and feeling all that life has to offer. And it's not about the thing. It's about the life that I'm creating. And that's been such a shift. And really, we really were looking forward to sharing this with with our community and with everyone because it's not something I don't think that gets talked about so often. I mean, we just discovered it after so long of feeling like this purpose anxiety and not knowing what we were supposed to be doing with our lives and right. really, really struggling with that. And I love the idea of kind of using our voices and this podcast to let other hummingbirds out there know that that their lives are beautiful and rich and whole and that we too do not have a one singular purpose. And that, that's something we've actually really embraced about ourselves. Right. And that you're perfect just how you are and right where you are is right where you're supposed to be. And you can release that pressure on yourself to have to turn everything you enjoy into anything else but that and that you deserve to be able to enjoy things just for that just for that the nectar from that flower you deserve mm -hmm. that and you don't have to change it into anything else so beautiful <laughs> this is really I'm so happy we're talking about this because Me too. it's it's been a really source of a lot of pain and suffering. And since this realization, it's such a relief. It's such a relief. That's the really the best way to describe just, it. You know, just yeah, not be so tense. Yeah, and it's I think it's really beautiful. We've talked a little bit about this as well as as mothers. One. The amount of creative, interesting, exciting things that our children will be exposed to with hummingbird moms is kind of cool <laughs> to think about. Like one, yeah. right? Like the different hobbies and the different explorations and adventures that they'll see us going on and that we'll take them on is really fun to think about. And if any of our children also are hummingbirds, then they'll see that that's okay. And if they are as Elizabeth refers to them, jackhammers that do really relate to having that one sole purpose in their life, well, they're going to have a lot of exposure to different things to find it. So, yeah. so it's really kind of fun to think about it from the motherhood perspective as well and really just giving permission to our children to explore and to 
follow their curiosity and their creativity and whether that means that they keep exploring and following different curiosities or that they do find a sole purpose and and passion in their lives, that either of those is okay. And I just really like the idea of picturing our babes following all their curiosities and knowing that that's a beautiful way to live life. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a healing to my inner child to realize that and it also helps me to understand other people too because I can see oh that person tends toward being more of a hummingbird or that person yes. tends toward being like a jackhammer or one kind of purpose thing. It's just another way to understand people's personalities and qualities about them and to have a little bit more compassion and grace um for how for your interactions and and you can't really uh judge anyone for how they're building their life yeah yeah well we're so curious listeners please let us know are you a jackhammer are you a hummingbird yes we'd love to know know. (laughs) this is a conversation that we're really we love talking about we love thinking about so we would love to continue this conversation with you. I'm sure this will be a topic that we come back to again and again. And we're really thrilled to have introduced it to you all here. We love talking to you guys and we'll see you next week. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Hearth to Hearth. It brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you. We would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow, rate, review, and share Hearth to Hearth with a friend. We also want to say a huge thank you to Eavesdrop for our theme music, their amazing song, Alive, and to Daniel Vengrove of Gray Street Photography for our gorgeous cover photo. And remember, you are whole, you are enough. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.